In this episode, once again, we speak to the beautiful Whitney Alexandra. Whitney is a performance coach for top women entrepreneurs who want to create limitless wealth and a fabulous life beyond their wildest dreams, wildest desires. She has spent the past 20 plus years helping powerful business owners unlock their peak potential. Through her signature approach, rooted in evidence-based performance coaching strategies, Whitney's clients experience transformational shifts in a fraction of the time, often up-leveling every area of their lives and businesses in a matter of, of mere months. In 2023, Whitney was named a member of the prestigious Forbes Business Council as a thought leader and a contributor on this global platform. Whitney's is focused on opening up higher level conversations and connections to women entrepreneurs all over the world. And today we're talking to Whitney about how to set outrageous goals and actually achieve them. Let's speak to Whitney and find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then come and join my free community and school um, and uh, and um, and have a look at how I can help you open up your money mindset. See you inside the community. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mice expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the beautiful, the wonderful Whitney Alexandra. Welcome, Whitney. Thanks for having me. Whitney, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are once again, but please do share in your own words what it is that you do. I'm a performance coach for women entrepreneurs that are scaling from multi-six figures past the seven-figure mark. Wonderful. And today, Whitney, we're talking about how to set outrageous goals and achieve them. Now, before we actually get started, let's define what outrageous goals are. So please, what's your definition of of outrageous goals? So I think I love to talk about um, wild goals, outrageous goals. What is that thing that's going to get you so excited that everyone's going to tell you is not possible, right? Like that, I think we spend so much time thinking about smart goals, attainable goals, realistic goals. And that is not what this is about. <laughs> this is about setting something so big that it feels exciting. It excites your mind and is the thing that's going to get you, you know, jumping out of bed and ready to work for the day. Awesome. And I just want to add something here. Outrageous goals would be, it's a very subjective term because what may seem outrageous to you may not seem outrageous to me. And what may seem outrageous to me may not be seem outrageous to a third person. So, so for somebody who, and it also depends on your perspective and where you live. So mm-hmm. for someone you know, making six figures seems like, oh my God, that's outrageous. How are you ever going to make six figures in a, in, in a, in a year? Um, and then for somebody else, making six figures a month is like, oh my God, how the hell are you ever going to make six figures in a month? And there are others who want to make six figures in a day and people do. 
Um, and then we can, we can always carry on. So it's your definition of outrageous, which is important, not uh, Whitney's or mine, but you just need to know, you know, what seems, if it seems possible, um, then it's not. And as I, I remember my, 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 my old mentor, may he rest in peace, Bob Proctor, I loved him, lo- absolutely loved him. He always said, if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. Yeah. So maybe use that as a yardstick that if your goals are, yeah, doable, I think it's possible, then think bigger. Uh, because they're not outrageous enough um, for my definition from today. Okay, so let's get started. So, how does one go about setting outrageous goals? Where you know, where do you even start? Well, I think you hit it on the head. Most people are looking at those incremental goals, something that feels achievable, whatever. Um, and so, typically, I like to just take all of those lovely things, set them aside, <laughs> right? And we come up with something that is so exciting. Um, It could be an income goal. Like, I don't think I could ever do this, Mm. right? Or wouldn't it be amazing if I could double my income or I could, as you described, make, you know, my annual income, my monthly income. And I think all of this really starts, you know, you have to build up some of the proof points that show you that it's possible. This is where I love to do a lot of expansive planning with clients where we can sort of map out, okay, if you had to... 10x your goal today or your revenue goal today, or you had to do this particular program in 90 days instead of one full year, how might we do that? It's kind of like inviting more creativity to the table Mm. because it's not possible to have these incredible results by doing the same thing that, you know, kind of got you to that first milestone. So often I'm working with them to say, okay, what's this meaningful goal And how do we make it happen faster? Mm. And so I love to, first of all, like come up with a really big goal that excites them, usually just one, because we are the type of people right now, this generation that's like, let me do these 10 amazing things and I'm all going to do that. I'm going to do all of them by Friday. And that's just not possible. I really believe in like focusing on one thing Mm. and really putting your energy towards that one most important thing. And then we start to take away some of your time, right? So take away Fridays to do something else, take away Mondays to do something else. And, and you'll start to start to see the creative solutions come in to help sort of support what that could look like um, moving from one milestone to the next. But we certainly, you know, always underestimate how much we can do and the time that it will take us to do. And so those are the two aspects that I love to play with. And as, as I was listening to that, I, I completely agree. I There's something that I do, which is called collapsing time. But you can only collapse time when you when you push yourself for it. So if you give yourself an hour to do something, you'll do it now. If you give yourself a week to do something, you'll do it in a week. Mm-hmm. If you give yourself three months to do something, you'll do it in three months. So some of the top mentors, and myself included, we talk about it's okay if you can, if you have a goal that you want to do in five years how can you aim to do that in three years or then how can you aim to do that in one year whether you incomp- accomplish that in one year or not is neither here nor there no one's got a gun yeah. to your head but the idea is when you force yourself to think in um in a shorter time span you come up with your creative ideas okay i can do this and i can do that and mm-hmm. i i'm going to share an example personal one for me so i had um uh, this outrageous goal for myself and i got my my person is all around me so I can see what you know around me what it was and two years ago 
or even two and a half years ago, it seemed when I was given this vision, I, it seemed impossible. Like, how am I going to do this in my lifetime? Forget yeah. now, right? <laughs> uh, so what is this about? And I, I, it was, it was, you know, it seemed literally impossible to me. And that's what got me excited. I'm like, oh, because but I've, I've, I've done that enough to be able to know, oh, this means exciting times. Let me figure out what yeah. to do. This is my resistance coming up. So I did a lot of mindset work and a lot of energy work around it. And then lo and behold, I've gone into, an, I, was in, I was in the coaching and the property industry at that time. So I was a coach and I had my property portfolio and so forth. And yeah, property can work, but it's not going to go to the level that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. And then I, I did the work. So this is important. I did the mindset work first. The ideas and the creativity flowed after. It's yeah. only when I believed I could achieve that the ideas, the inspirations came. And I'm not saying it's easy. You walk in the park. Oh, my God, I'm learning and, and struggling and oh, I'm going through those growth pains at the moment as we speak. And you will do. But the time factor collapsed from 30 to 20 to 10 to 5. And this mm-hmm. is a big, big, big factor. So instead of achieving something that I thought I was barely going to be able to do it before I die, so in 30, 40 years, to around me, hmm, it happened in five years, man, minimum. And, and then as I'm going through, I'm like, well, let's see if I can do it you know, in three years. My night goal went for five, two, and three. So that's just collapsing time from 30 years all the way to three years. But I had to believe it. The universe is still the same. Mm. The, the opportunity is still the same. But it's me who's different and my, my energy around it. So this is very important to first figure out what you want, and then, like you said, how can you do it in a shorter time span? Because that's when the creative ideas will flow. But in order for you to do that, you have to believe that you can do it. So how do you teach your clients? How can they believe? Like it's in my case, I did myself work on my own. But how would you take your client from thinking, oh, I can't do this in 30 years, to doing being able to have a clear vision? I may not know all the steps, but I know I can get there in three to five years. How do you collapse time like that? Yeah. Great question. And I love everything that you just shared because it's so true. It's like your mind has to believe it's possible. Yeah. Right. It has, that's where we have to start. You have to believe that it's possible. And so what I love to do is work with clients to come up with, you know, okay, let's take this outrageous goal. Let's just throw it out there. If we had to, if we wanted to, let's get curious, like what it, what would the fastest path to making this happen be? And we just start there. It doesn't mean it needs to be you. It doesn't mean, but if a person was going to do it, how might they, right? And so we'll sort of map out like, what what would that look like? Just generally, no, no attachment to it, right? But then we can see, okay, it is possible. All right, well, how might it be possible for you? And that's really when we can start to put a plan in place. Because I think, you know, what's really unique about the way that I work is, I love the mindset piece, but I'm also a really big lover of strategy. Mm. So like, what's the fastest way to make this happen? And I think the combination of those two things really work nicely together for people because we can see that it's possible and you're telling your mind, I'm really excited about this thing. And then we have a roadmap to actually make it happen. And it doesn't mean, like you said, it's going to happen in the same time allocated. I have clients who set these wild goals in, you know, last month and this month they're like, actually, I think I'm done. It's like, what, (laughs) you know? And, and part of it is like, they had such belief and focus having just one goal to work on having the strong belief. Okay. That's possible. It's just three clients or just five clients or just one offer. And here we are, 
right? And what I love about these examples, it doesn't matter, like you said earlier, your version of outrageous, it's going to be totally different than someone else. And so it doesn't really matter what the goal is. What I love people to hear is that there is a path forward. You can get creative. You can find a solution. And along the way, you're building up these proof points for success. You're building up the confidence that like, oh, I made a hundred thousand last year. Let's see if I can make it in six months or one month, or, you know, I did this thing in, in one year. Let's see if I can do it in a shorter time frame. So there's like so many great proof points we can stack up that we can take building our confidence moving forward. That's brilliant. And I, I agree with everything you just said there. How would, would, how would one start thinking, okay, I'm thinking of people, you know, who have multiple goals here. They want to lose the weight. They want to gain the relationship. They want to have that business that, you know, want to have it all. And you can have it all. I'm not saying you can't. But how does one really focus on what they should, you know, what should be the, the one goal that should be all the, all the effort should be directed to? And I'm saying this because, and I, I own up for this as well. For me, when things get busy at work, and they do because I've got multiple businesses and I'm a full-time mother to two kids and three cats. Um, life becomes crazy at times. If it's not my child, it's my cat who's ill and I'm in and out vet hospitals, you know, for that. Um, it's happened. Um, and that, of course, is more stress because my cat can't talk. My children can at least talk to me. My yes. Cat can't even talk. <laughs> so, you know, bless. Um, so you know, coming back to the point, you know, you, life does take over. And I noticed yeah. that, if you are not dedicated to a certain part of your life and, you know, your universe will create situations to test you to see how dedicated you are, if you are not, you will be derailed. And in my case, that tends to be around my, uh, I'm actually I'm very, very healthy, but it's, I also do, do more exercise, lose the weight, da, 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 that's been a focus of mine. When I say it's a focus of mine, it's not because I haven't got that. And I always get derailed. So if my kids are ill or, or business and the else, I will find the time for the business, for the kids, for the cats, for everyone else. But for me, myself, it ends up being from there. And so how do we, how, you know, how do we reconcile that? Because there's a, there's a conflict there that's going on at the moment in me. Money is great, but personal health is an issue. How do we, how do we marry the two together and say, okay, if I can be so dedicated to my business, I should be able to do this for my personal health. And we have a vice versa. I'm using my example. There are people out there who are fantastic. They'll go to gym every single day and they they have, they eat healthy and they're so disciplined. But when it comes to the business, they, you know, make the excuses that I'm making when it comes to my health. So how do we, you know, take the discipline and the effort from one area and translate it into another? Yeah. I mean, they both, what I find in working with clients is like, if they are both truly priorities, then we find the time and we find the room and we, and we create great habit stacks Mm -hmm. so that they, the two support one another. Because what I find sometimes is that goals will be at odds where it's like, for example, I'm a runner. I'll be like, okay, I'm training for a marathon, which means you're running for hours every week. Yeah. Do you have the time to run for hours every week when you're also like, okay, I'm in scale up mode for my business. So that's going to take extra hours a week. And so I think some of it is really being, you know, really getting to a place where we can say like, what are the priorities? And if the priority is just 
generally moving my body and feeling good, that's different than I'm training for a marathon. Mm. And I think sometimes we set big goals in every area of our life, and that's just not possible to focus on them. Mm. I prefer people to be consistent in what they're doing rather than, you know, go like gangbusters for, you know, 90 days and then they fall off the wagon, right? That's not what we want. I think that that is the mark of a true high performer is how do we start to integrate some of these other habits and things that you want to have in your life and in your lifestyle so that there is room for them, that it's something that works to support other parts of your life. And, you know, I think what's so interesting is people often talk about their morning routine and what they forget is that the morning routine actually starts the night before. Yes. So if you don't have a good sleep, you're not going to wake up in time. You're not going to feel like a workout. You're not going to eat well. You're not going to, you know, feel like putting in the same amount of, of work or effort at um, whatever job you have. And it, and the cycle continues. Yeah. Right. And so I think some of this is looking at, you know, okay, what are those goals? And consistency is going to win every time. I am like, I am a testament to that. It's like, I have been in that place where it's like, let's do 90 days of like something really hard. And then day 91, we don't do it anymore. Right. And I think we get so many amazing results when it can become more of a habit. And I'm less fussy on the word habit. It's more like consistency and carving out time in your life for the things that are really important to you. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See inside the workshop. So when you were saying that, I understand that and I agree with what you said. However, the question then arises, if someone has, for example, outrageous goals in their finances and they want to make, they you know they made six figures in, in the year, now they want to make six figures a month, so they want to move on to seven figures. If that's the case, they're really focused and they are in the scale-up mode, but they also want to improve their health. So they start wanting to go to the gym at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and they, they you know, but then because of that conflict, they, they're, they're unable to give more than, you know, maybe half an hour or 45 minutes. Now, here's the dilemma that I, I can see happening. Because there is, they're used to getting fast results in one area, when results are slow in the other area, they lose hope, they lose interest, they lose, you know, the, the motivation. And like, they're like, ah, why bother? And yeah. they fall off the wagon a lot easily because the, the speed of momentum in one area does not match the speed of momentum in another area. Mm-hmm. And I always say, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So because yeah. that there's a conflict there, you think, ah, can't be asked, can't be bothered. Uh, and then you let go of it all together and just focus on that thing. And then six months later, you're like, oh, I should focus on my health. Oh, I should have done <laughs> this. And, you know, and it's just, and it happens the other way around too because I've, yeah. I've had clients before who are, you know they do they do amazing things in in the uh, in the in the careers or you know personal life or with marriages or whatever. Um, when it, when it comes to finances, they're un, unable to replicate it because they don't have the patience to you know, to go through the growth pains. And mm-hmm. because the momentum in that one area doesn't it match up with the with the finances, or the how quickly they're making the money, they lose hope and they end up being square one. So I've seen it happen both ways. So yeah. how do you 
how do you deal with that conflict? How do you remain consistent with smaller steps and smaller gains in one area while you're focusing on another? Because you can't really focus on two things. If you're scaling up your business, you cannot focus on losing 60 kg. It just doesn't work that way. It it can, but it'll be over a longer period of time. It won't be in a short span of time because you want me to give the dedication required in the strictness with diet and food and whatever else. Your, Your mind is too focused on your business. How do you deal with that? Well, and it's interesting. It's like interesting on the framing of some of this too, because, you know, often we're like, I, I can't do meal prep and I can't do my workouts and I can't do that. But meanwhile, like the time that it actually takes to plan and figure out meals for the week is probably a less amount of time than it takes every single day figuring out, okay, what should we what should we eat today? Right. And so I think sometimes these are the little lies that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. that keep us stuck. So, because those aren't facts, mm-hmm. right? Meal prep can be like a really great use of time. And think about it you're prepping one meal, depending on how many children, family you have, right? But you're prepping one meal and that's maybe lasting for a couple of days or whatever it is. Um, we're doing one big grocery shop versus going to the grocery store multiple times in a week. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you're right. You can only focus on one goal at one time. So what I love to get people to do as a way around this, when they say, oh, I have all of these amazing goals. It's like, okay, let's get this one started. When this one is started and this one is moving and you're consistent in it, let's add this piece. We're not going to add it until this is happening, right? And so when I think about it, working with women entrepreneurs, they've got multiple offers. They're like, I want to sell this high ticket, but I also want to do these workshops and I also want to have a group program and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, which is the goal that is going to help us unlock the rest of it, Hmm. right? So if I think about it from a business perspective, some of those larger clients are going to free up the time and going to make it possible for you to clear your calendar. Now focus on the group program or focus on the workshops or whatever that right sort of system is for them. And it's no different. I think when it comes to the personal side, like let's figure out what the most important thing is right now. It sounds like, you know, if we're, if we're thinking about the example you gave, it sounds like business going along great, right? So let's maintain business And let's take, you know, three days a week where you can spend one hour doing, you know, something that feels good to you, moving your body, or maybe it's like taking the kids and everyone's doing something, right? So I think sometimes we're looking for these large pockets of time and we don't need it. It can be as simple as like, you know, a one hour walk around the block with the whole family or going to play at the park or something like that. You know, I think oftentimes we give ourselves the these constraints that it has to look this way. And in fact, it doesn't need to look like that at all, mm. right? Especially when it comes to building a business, like there's only so many workable hours in the day. And after that, you're probably not performing at the same level, yeah. right? Which is why I always take away time from people. I'm like, no, you lo- you no longer work on Fridays. Fridays are for this instead, Right. And so we can be really, we can use some great performance strategies to help sort of break up the week or break up your day so that it feels like you get more done or you're more productive um, when really you're just using the same time. You just use it in a different way. 
sounds awesome. And I do agree with that. I think I think the focus needs to be on your main goal and you can use the success in other areas to fuel the success in that new goal of yours by keeping the status quo going. And at the same time, breaking the breaking that down and being just focused on that, uh, as you mentioned before, 90 days, you know, focus on it for 90 mm-hmm. days and see where you are and let the results show themselves in 90 days and then figure out because the 90 day sprints are better than, you know, um, a year long marathon. So yeah. if you if you do it that way, you can break it down. But it's it's having that focus for that period of time and knowing that yes, you want to scale your business up and you or you you know whatever. But we, this has been proven that doing more than eight hours of work a day is it causes productivity to you know to you know to be lost. So instead of doing more hours, it may be but worth to after eight hours spend other time doing something else which is going to help you yeah. or vice versa. If you are you know uh, working out or something else the rest of the year, you should have seven to eight hours when you're doing something which is going to make you money, productive time in in, in the business or, or work-wise. And understanding the difference that both have priorities in your life, I think is a key. I think we lose focus too quickly. But mm-hmm. if you have an outrageous goal, then I think you, you remain excited about it. Because I think remembering as well, because when you were saying this, one of my things that came to mind is, this is why vision boards work. I'm not a big fan of vision boards. But sometimes when you lose sight of what it is that you're trying to achieve, having an outrageous goal and a symbol or something, an image to signify, to embody it physically and visually helps us to remember in those moments of darkness when you're like, why am I doing this? Why bother? And then yeah. you see it and you're like, okay, that's why I'm doing it. And yeah. have a big enough reason. And I was listening to um, Jim Rowan. One of my all-time favorites is Jim Rowan. And his one of his books is, I got an audio book recently. It's about building character. And he talks about knowing your whys. So when you set mm. outrageous goals, in order for you to achieve them, my thoughts are have always been, and I still are, you need to have a big enough why. And in my life, I think in any time when I've done something which has been outrageous or seen as outrageous, the why has been massive. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm the kind of person who does things more for other people than myself. So in my younger years, I achieved the grades and whatever I have you because for my mother, it was for my mother, everything happened because I, I, she, I couldn't let her down. And recently, the outrageous goals and achievements have come in because of my children. I need mm-hmm. to do this for my kids. So yeah, the money has always been top factor because the, you know we're making sure we get the private schooling there and their needs and lifestyle, whatever else. So now that I'm talking to you, that it, it just seems to me that the first prerequisite to achieve the outrageous goal is one to set it, but then two work out why and have an understanding of the why. And like you described, I don't know if you use these words, but like you described, you're excited by it. Yeah. You won't, I promise you, you will not achieve a goal if you are not excited about it. You have to like, it's having that strong why, but it's, you've got to really feel it in your heart. There's got to be something in it that's like, yes. Otherwise, why bother? Yeah. Pick pick something else, pick anything else. Yeah, pick anything else. But that that for me is like, you will feel on fire working towards this goal, knowing that you are, um, achieving it or that that satisfaction from completing it. And I think sometimes, you know, we've had that experience, everyone's had that experience where you set a big goal and then you achieve it and you're like, okay, I did that. You don't feel it. 
Mm. It didn't have that same meaning where it used to mean something. It doesn't mean it anymore. Right. And so I think it's, I, I love for people to get back connected to like, what did they desire? What brings them joy? What is that thing that like they are excited to work on? And if I don't sense enough passion in their voice, when they talk about it, I'm like, that is not it. (laughs) That's not going on. (laughs) Right. It's not big enough. And it, it also gives us an opportunity to talk about like, why is that on there? Oh, well, you know, I should do this, or I've always thought I wanted to do that. Those for me are like trigger words. We're not doing any of that stuff. (laughs) Should want are, you know, are not great words to have. Yeah. I love to do this. I want to do this. I'm I'm excited to do this. Those are the kind of trigger words we want to be using. And they they would motivate you to move forward. So if we if we summarize you know, the way how to set outrageous goals and achieve them, what would you be say in summary of everything we just discussed so far? I think it's like getting really clear on what that like big vision for life is. Like I always like people to think out like okay, legacy is such a big word, right? But when It's very loaded as well. It is very loaded because people are like, what is my legacy? What is my purpose? And around and around we go, Yeah. right? And so I think sometimes it's like, you can use something as more of a guiding light. Like I have this big vision for my life where I inspire and I create and I do that. And that could come to life in- many different ways or with many different skill sets. And so I think it's having like kind of a North star and then just having the courage to get started, but setting a big goal of like, this is what I think I could do in a year or five years or whatever. And then collapsing that time to make it happen faster. Right. But really like getting excited, getting energized about it is, is the key. I totally agree. Wonderful. And on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. So Whitney, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? So I love Instagram. You can find me as Whitney Alexandra on Instagram and visit my website, WhitneyAlexandra.co. Wonderful. If you are listening to us on the podcast, then the links for Whitney and her social media handle will be on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section we'll have the links for Whitney to and her social media handles go check her out and see how she can help you go from six figures to seven figures and beyond thank you so much for joining us today Whitney it's been a pleasure talking to you thanks for having me and thank you for listening to me Whitney today on Money Talkies I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business until the next time we meet this is Gul Khan signing off take care and bye for now If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.